ComC is your home to buy, sell, and flip all the hottest trading cards. We're getting close to another baseball season, and ComC has announced the MLB leadoff submission promo to celebrate. You can get 30% off select and elite baseball submissions up through March 8th. That includes 2023 Bowman Draft, 2023 Bowman's Best, Bowman Draft Sapphire, and this next month's Top Series 1. You can get those select submissions for as low as 35 cents per card. Check out comc.com for all the details. You're listening to the Wax Pack Hero Sports Card Minute, a podcast where we discuss both the hobby and business sides of collecting. I'm your host, Mike Summer, and I want to help you buy, sell, and trade your way into a collection you'll love. July 21st, Joe Maurer will be inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame, and our guest today couldn't be more excited. Jason McCollachek is a Joe Maurer super collector, and he's joining me today to talk a little bit about his super collection. We'll talk about his background in the hobby, why Joe Maurer, and we'll even hit on a little bit of buying and selling. Well, Jason McCollachek joins me today to discuss his love of Minnesota sports and specifically his Joe Maurer collection. Jason, welcome. Thanks. So glad to be here. Appreciate it. Your Twitter bio says Minnesota sports fan, former math teacher, record collector, and MTG player. I love that variety. Tell me a little bit about your collecting background. Yeah, absolutely. So um, in terms of um, kind of just starting from the beginning, um, uh, started collecting right around six or seven years old. So um, uh, late 90s is, so just to you know, give you an idea how old I am, you do a quick math there. Um, but uh, um, my dad and I were, were in our uh, local card shop uh, and he said, you know, you should try to, to pick somebody um, and, uh, you know, unfortunately for the twins, uh, that was kind of an era, uh, you know, a handful of years where, you know, you had maybe a, maybe a year or two of, uh, Chuck Knobloch or, you know, Marty Cardova was pretty big, but other than that, you didn't really have like a big, like superstar, I guess that I was super, like as a kid was just like, you know, always center of attention. So I actually picked Barry Bonds. And so I actually have a, a decent amount and I haven't really, I, I pick up some cool inserts here and there, some shiny ones, but, um, uh, and so as you kind of follow my, my baseball, um, collection, you kind of get a pattern of, I'm a big fan of that, that really sweet looking left-handed swing. So, um, when I started playing baseball more, um, and I played throughout high school, um, and uh, did intramurals at college, that kind of stuff. Joe was actually um, drafted kind of right when, you know, became more of a focal point uh, for baseball and collecting and whatnot. And so when he debuted in 2004, um, that was the, um, I believe the end of my freshman year or, or just going into my sophomore and so of, of high school. And so um, it just kind of naturally transitioned from Barry um, uh, to Joe and um, was just kind of on and off here and there throughout high school and college. Um, just, you know, there's plenty of other things to spend the money on during those time periods. And so 
you know, going to concerts and um, uh, just going and doing stuff. So there was a few years where I didn't um, collect as much. And then um, I'd say it was like 2018-ish um, was when I really kind of really picked back up um, for, for Joe specifically. Uh, and then uh, for Magic, I like playing Magic. I played a lot uh, like 10-ish years ago, 10 plus years ago. Um, unfortunately, the past few years um, kind of gotten fatigued by how much product they're releasing, you know, in baseball and other sports cards. Um, you know, we kind of see that um, or kind of feeling that as well, just the number of parallels or the number of uh, products. And so um, you, you just get done with like an announcement and they would like do the spoilers and release all the kind of the cool cards and, you know, preview them. And then like two weeks later, it'd be another set. And so it just kind of got to be so much. I'm just like, I can't, I, I can't keep up. And so that kind of fell a little bit to the wayside recently. Um, and then uh, the, the record collection, um, I haven't really purchased a ton in a long time. I'll usually buy like a couple of favorite albums from the year. I like to try to really, Kind of keep up with new releases and whatnot and so um uh that um that area records kind of got pretty expensive um we, we similar to kind of like a COVID era type um for like uh, sports cards you know how it spiked um yep. uh, po- uh records got pretty popular i'd say like mid 2010s um and so you you sign you kind of saw like more expensive stuff um than than normal and so that kind of i also kind of ran out of space if you talk yeah. about if you talk about like uh collecting uh, a collection that requires a lot of space and a lot of equipment that's one and so um i have a, a table a record table down a uh, player down here in my basement uh, where my office is and then i have a nicer setup upstairs kind of our our main area and so um when i when i stopped it was just shy of about 500 um, different albums and um, uh, I trimmed it down um, uh, just because we had a little, little hands going around grabbing things ah. and I didn't want to pull them up, pull them off the shelf and, and, and uh, have that issue. But, um, um, but yeah, so just kind of ebbs and flows uh, the magic and the, the record collecting was a while ago, kind of my main thing. And then, um, kind of as those just, you know, just really couldn't keep up. I kind of shifted focus to, to kind of baseball and, and sports overall. Your profile says Minnesota sports. So Correct. are there connections that you've got to other, um, some of the other teams, the Timberwolves or the Vikings, um, any of the college teams, anything like that as well? Or, or is it mainly baseball? Um, so I actually kind of have some kind of cool connections um elsewhere but um you know when i when i kind of rank them baseball is always on top you know kind of being that math minded person i really just love and other sports now are becoming more analytic um you know hockey is starting to past few years look at you know um uh and it, uh, what do you want to say like um uh, predictive stats and they're mm-hmm. looking at you know um, possession time and all those kind of more advanced stats that they've developed, but, um, uh, it was kind of baseball that led the way with that. And so, um, that just kind of always was very close to an interest of mine. So, um, but, uh, um, 
I'm from uh, a city uh, in northern Minnesota, so hockey is really big. Um, so um, I grew up in uh, Duluth, Minnesota, which is right on the tip of Lake Superior. So easy, people know where that is. So, um, but uh, so I have a buddy that grew up down the street, um, still in the NHL. So that was really kind of cool to have somebody go. And so I have a, you know, a handful of his cards, 30, 40, something, something small, but just, you know, some, some binder pages of his stuff, which is fun. And, um, uh, and then, um, CJ ham is from Duluth. And so he plays for the Vikings. So I have a handful of his stuff. Um, so just kind of those connections. I went to, so you can see it here, uh, so, there. Yep, yep. Yep. So I went to, I went to the Gophers for a few years. I'm um, actually changed to, to mathematics. And so, with that change and kind of knowing I was going to go teach um, instead of um, actuarian um, mathematics, uh, I transferred up to Duluth and finished up there at the, the university. So that's kind of the college connection. Um, uh, I did um, pep band. So kind of we would travel with the team, especially if they made like the NCAA tournament for like basketball or hockey or whatever, um, football, I went to a couple of uh, bowl games and, and so have a decent amount of, of gopher stuff. Um, but again, those are the kind of collections where it's just like a, a two or $3 card or something, yep. you know, like, or you're doing a kind of like a fun binder page, um, with, uh, um, with like former basketball players or something, you know, like Amir coffee, Daniel or two, those guys that got drafted or played a little bit in the NBA and that kind of stuff, which is, it's pretty fun. Well, I went to the University of Illinois, so I'm oh, a, gotcha. a proud fighting Illini. And okay, so, fair. yeah, we've got that Big Ten, long-term Big Ten connection between us and, and Minnesota up there. So yeah, um, you can see I've got – well, you can't really make it out, but that's the Illini's basketball oh. stadium right there. Okay. Cool. A picture of the last dance of the of Chief Illini Wick. Okay. So his final performance before they ended that tradition. So – um, yeah, so I, we've got that Big Ten connection between us. Now, did you collect any basketball or, or football um, growing up? Uh, you know, you mentioned some of the more recent stuff that you've got, you know, personal yeah. connection to. But did you collect any basketball, football cards, hockey cards when you were younger, too? Or, or was it strictly baseball? Um, I have a handful. Uh, I had a, um, or I still have a handful of um, some cheaper, like Dante Culpepper randy sure. stuff um yep. uh kind of the cheaper um base rookie cards of of those people so um and uh and some random ones too that uh if you follow the nfl um you might remember um a couple of uh michael bennett you remember yep. running back for the vikings yep. um uh and then um of course with the the triple threat um with the three deep um so randy Chris Carter and Jake Reed. So just a, just a handful. And those are usually like presents and stuff. I was usually spending my money, um, on, on, on Barry bonds to start. And then, you know, the handful of, of, of Vikings and, and KG, cause that, that was, you know, yep. kind of that peak Timberwolves yep. too. But, um, uh, but, uh, I, um, and like I said, peaks, peaks and valleys in terms of like that kind of stuff, there was a short period of time, uh, like so many of my um, friends, we were in po into Pokemon, you know, 99, 2000s, um, kind of right when I got into video games too. So, yeah, um, yeah that was kind of more of like just trading on the front steps kind of 
thing. So yep. that wasn't really the cards that ever stayed. <laughs> it was just kind of actually playing with and, and having fun. So didn't really hold on to a lot of those, but, uh, um, but yeah. Well, this was a good year to be a Maurer collector. You finally get to celebrate, yes. you know, entrance into the, the hall of fame. Let's talk a little bit about your collection. What does that Maurer collection look like today? How, how big is it? You know, what, what kind of, where are you at with your Maurer collection? Yeah, so I I keep track on um, trading card database if you're familiar, um, and I've done a terrible job lately. <laughs> the past, I it's been a it's been a rough it was a rough summer into kind of fall. Um, uh, like I said, I have a little guy; he's three, a little over three years old. So he kind of hit a little bit of an attitude period. So uh, my my attention to detail a little bit on that um, has fallen, but. Uh, I, I would say probably just over like 1400 unique cards. Um, okay. uh, probably um, I've sold a few, which I know some people, you know, when they super collect, they, that's like a big no, no, but um, uh, it, it's just every now and then I'll sell some, some nicer ones um, or some doubles. Um, and I usually do it with other bigger twins or Maurer collectors. So I do know, um, you know, that they're going and they're actually going to hold on to them and they're, you know, and so it's not necessarily, and I don't have anything against people buying and then trying to sell for more. I have no issue with that, but I think it's just a little, it's nice when, when you can um, kind of uh, share that common experience for, for the player or the fact that he's a twins player. And so, um, but uh um yeah i try to i probably should should update <laughs> with the ones i've sold and i've 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 kind of halted a little bit on buying recently just because of that that spike and super excited that he um made the haul and um it's it's been a fun fun few weeks yeah that's that's cool i usually ask you know what people do or how they go about getting the checklist of what they're going to chase and and what's out there but you already answered that question with tcb oh, yeah. And so yep. you, you've already hit on that. I'm sure that's where you, you generated your list from as you were starting to, to focus in, you know, outside, you know, when you're moving past that point of having a few Mauer cards early, you know, from his early career and kind of got back into it, you said in 2018, really started to focus in on, on building that Mauer collection out. Was there a particular approach that you took? You know, there's some people that try to get everything. Some yep. people say, I'm not going to go after the, the autographs and that type of stuff. I'm not going to go after the one on one, one of ones. Um, and other people say, no, I want that stuff too. You know, right. did you have kind of a particular focus as you were starting to build out that, that Maurer collection or, or did you just kind of take it as it was coming and seeing what you could find? Yeah. So, um, was pretty fortunate that stuff back then, um, wasn't, like today <laughs> and so it was no you know it was before um kind of the covid spike in terms of pricing and then obviously with the hall of fame is pricing um has gone up uh especially on the bigger stuff but uh so i was kind of fortunate that i was able to get away with kind of having an everything approach because because i i was you know maybe um you know not a hundred percent aware how things have changed and whatnot just because it had been a big you know a little bit of a bigger gap um, uh, in terms of, yeah, most of my time prior to that, the previous four or five years was magic and record collecting. Um, and so, uh, 
when I kind of got back and focused in on his stuff, um, I did kind of start with everything, but then I slowly figured out this isn't going to be possible. Um, and so I slowly added things like not as big on like the archives autos, like they're cool, but you know, I learned that the same card could be used a couple different years so that that one of one or that out of nine might not actually be accurate. Um, and then I had different priorities. So, um, you know, I, I, I have a lot of favorite cards that are unlicensed, but I wasn't necessarily going to spend a ton of money on those. And then I kind of figured out which ones I really liked. Um, and so kind of what I was willing to spend more on. Um, so I kind of added some of those things kind of as I went and, and, and realized that, uh, um, I wasn't going to be able to necessarily collect, uh, collect everything. Yeah. I think that's important for people to understand, right? When, you know, when you're talking about a super collection, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to try to acquire every single card of mm -hmm. that team of that player or whatever that's out there. Right. Like there can be a subset or there can be a focus within a super collection. I think that's, that's great to, to point that out. What is, you know, maybe one or two of your favorite Maurer pieces? You know, are, are there any that stand out that you just absolutely love that card? Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, you had mentioned kind of before we connected. So I actually have a couple. I don't know if you normally have people like show them or do you yeah. just want me to describe them? Yeah, but, if you want to um, hold it up, hold it yeah. up. The, the folks watching on YouTube can see the actual um image sure. of the card but but maybe make sure we know what it is as well for the people that are on audio only yeah yeah absolutely so this one is um from 2020 and it's the um it's the tops reverence so not a super um I, it's, I don't think it's a big set um and not as one not one that you see as much at least i don't on twitter um and so the big reason why i love it so much um is it has the photo of him when he uh came in and caught that last like inning of his final game he put on the catcher's gear um and uh you know kind of a big moment for a lot of us uh you're teared up kind of thing and you, yeah. you go back and watch the video and so um here i'll show it here uh, see if I can get it without the glare so yeah you can see right here um that's the photo um of him just acknowledging the crowd um, and you know they took took a moment for him and he put the gear on for one last time so um in terms of a, just it's a patch auto it looked like patch, yeah patch auto um number three out of five on card okay. auto so um and i'm not you know there's some people that are big sticklers over on card or sticker auto um and uh you know i don't mind um i'm definitely willing to spend a little bit more uh if it's on card but um you know i'm not gonna um, I, I, I don't really necessarily say I'm not going to buy it if it's a sticker, but uh, this one is on card um, and it says uh, game used uh, patch. Very, so very cool. Yeah. Yep. Um, but then a um, couple other ones overall, my, one of my favorite parallels of all time is the hope diamond. Um, and I've, I posted of that a few times. Uh, and so um, you have just the Joe horizontal kind of basic, um, and I sent it in for grading just because some of the bigger ones, I just like to have it. Um, and so PSA nine, yeah, which is fine. Um, and that's 2011 and, uh, tops. Yep. 2011 tops numbered to 60, the hope diamonds. Um, and uh, um, 
I, I talked earlier about kind of those ebbs and flows of collecting. I actually had a little bit of time in college where I started, I, I bought some stuff, uh, but 2012, <laughs> unfortunately. So, um, but, but when I started to kind of look back and look at all the older designs, some of my favorite designs are from that 2011 year, which is kind of unfortunate because, you know, there's a lot of unopened product from that year because mm -hmm. of, uh, Mike Trout. So, um, yeah, you know, most people aren't holding the, um, the, the diamond anniversary boxes or the, uh, tops finest boxes or oh, finest was he, yeah, he was 11. Um, so, um, so, uh, unfortunately I, I haven't seen the one-on-one -on -one canary diamond from our yet. I do know who has the finest, uh, <laughs> that's in the, another favorite of mine. Um, I do know who has the finest super fractor, which is, which is fine, but, uh, I really, really liked some, those designs from that year. Um, and then I'll show you one more and we can kind of move on, but I really like a lot of minis. So this is yeah. from 2002, um, the, the tops, uh, 206, um, and it's the ooze it back. Uh, ah. and so I, think people kind of did some math and it's around a, a hundred it's not numbered but it is a, a small print run um i believe the bazooka backs are 30 and then i i, I think the uzits are right around 100 so just to um give an idea and so i i have a, a good amount of um of mini cards of his as you know i mentioned as i started to become more selective um, minis were, uh, one that I kind of prioritized. Um, I also am a big fan of the, the tops triple threads too. So I, I like a lot of those patch designs. So, um, I so yeah, those are a few examples, but, uh, I love that variety, more, but yeah, yeah that thanks. variety is fantastic. You know, you've got from essentially his last game, right? The, the image from his last game, um, yep. with, uh, with an autograph and a relic on there to, um, the diamond anniversary parallel, you know, the, to the, you know, minis from earlier in his, in his career. I, I love that, that span that you've got, that got, that you've got going there. One of the other things I wanted to touch on is I noticed um, in your kind of Twitter feed that you do some, some sales as well. Yeah. You, know, you, you sell cards too. And I love as people who are listeners of the show know that I love that combination of, of buying and selling, trying to have somewhat of a self-sustaining hobby, combining both the business and, and hobby side of collecting. So I was curious to know a little bit more about your approach to building your collection. You know, are you attempting to fund your collection through these sales of other cards? You know, are you just selling off extras? Do you intentionally go out and, and buy collections or cards with the intent to resell to, to do that? Kind of talk to me a little bit about your approach to to selling and funding your, your PC? Yeah. So I have a couple of different things. Um, uh, um, originally kind of when I started, um, transitioning kind of to more sports cards over that magic and those record, um, listening to records, I did kind of reevaluate what I was doing within those hobbies. And so some of the sales from those hobbies kind of started things off for me. So, um, uh, I was fortunate enough when I was teaching to have a summer job for a couple of summers. Um, and so um, that helped with kind of the magic and the records. And uh, um, as records kind of became more popular, I, I was able to sell a few that I wasn't listening to as much um, for a little bit more than what I paid. And um, so that was kind of nice. Uh, but in terms of selling right now, um, I do try to, to do a good amount of selling on Twitter. 
Uh, I also sell on sport lots, which not as well known as your eBay or on Twitter, but um, uh, I sell a lot of base cards uh, on there. So, you know, if I'm at Target and I pick up a blaster box, um, even if I don't get a really good hit, I can usually sell most of those base cards and, and, and you know, I'm, I probably still lose out, uh, but it's, it's still a lot of fun to, to kind of do a, a random um, box, blaster box or pack here and there. And so um, for a while, uh, I, for sport lots, I would just take the credits option. Uh, so yep. you can actually just get credit. Um, and I would use that uh, to, to pull up a, a box at their PO box. And so um, that, that was a, a nice, easy way to get kind of those cheap uh, uh, 20 cent to dollar cards. It's kind of a very effective way to do it. Um, but then um, some bigger cards on eBay. And so um, with the twins, uh, you know, with like first Bowman cards and like rookie cards and stuff like that, I try not to overextend. Mm -hmm. If I, if I like somebody that's coming up, I'll buy a handful of cards and um, you know, take like Arise for example, I had a pretty decent, you know, couple of dozen, nothing super big. Um, but when he was traded, I, I probably halved it. So I still have you know, a binder or two page of his stuff because, you know, really liked him and like watching him really good player. Um, but I kind of trimmed it down. And so, um, you know, it's never really a goal. It's not like I'm looking at the best prospects and trying to make money off of them, but um, it's kind of a thing where, you know, I'll, I'll buy some of their cards. If they make it big, you know, it would be nice. You know, it's nothing wrong with you know, making a little money off of it. Or if they get traded, you know, I try trim down and um, uh, if they stick around, then I got a, I got a, a little bit of their, uh, their cards. So uh, that's, um, you know, kind of always been my philosophy uh, is to just um, try to find a way, a happy medium between, you know, buying their super expensive five out of five or, you know, super factor or something and hope that that pays off kind of thing. I'll just pick up some cool cards. I'm fine with, you know, keeping value or even if they lose value, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. So that's kind of my overall philosophy. How has the Twitter sales been going for you? Um, pretty good. Uh, you know, I, I don't quite have the consistency that a lot of other people have. Um, uh, and, you know, I kind of recognize that uh, um, things are going to go as well when I, you know, and I haven't really kind of found a, a, a good groove overall. But I so I'd say for those kind of um, caveats, uh, I think I'm doing OK. So, um, like I said, three year olds getting me a lot of attention. He's actually getting tubes. So we found out that you know, he's kind of maybe been a mess <laughs> the past past half a year because he's dealing with those ear infections. But um you know, once I hopefully get that more of that consistency down that you see from a lot of the popular stack sales, uh, stack sellers, uh, hopefully that'll, that'll help out a little bit. Um, yeah, most of my followers are like twins fans. And so sure. I tend to do a little bit better when I sell more of those cards. So I am trying to kind of diversify, um, maybe dip a little bit into other sports and that's just going to take, that's just going to take time. So yep. Um, you know, don't have a ton of hockey followers or, um, football collector followers yet. And so just kind of keep at it and, and keep growing. And uh, I don't want it necessarily to become super serious. Uh, you know, I don't necessarily, um, you know, I may have to once if things grow enough, you know, I may have to get 
a business, you know, be a business, but yeah. I don't necessarily want it to be like a full-time job. I do sure. want it to be more, more fun and just kind of a way to kind of grow the collection in other places. You know, I have been yeah. with the increased prices in Mauer cards. I have been buying a few more wild cards, a few more uh, Kaprizov cards. Um, and that's kind of fun just to kind of round out the collection a little bit. Um, and so uh, probably after the induction ceremony, I'll kind of see what the prices are like and see if, you know, kind of get back into Mauer. Yeah. I mean, patience pays off, right? You know, just, oh, just yeah, because you've yeah. been a, a Mauer collector for a long time doesn't mean yeah. that you have to keep buying through this current spike, yes. right? You can be yes. patient. Yes. You're, there's going to be years and years of opportunity to continue to collect Mauer. That, that's great. But, you know, and it may not be soon, but are there any kind of key things that you're still looking for? Any kind of key Mauer cards that you would just love to find at some point um, and add to your PC? Yeah, so there's actually a couple. Um, I am one short print away from having all of his like tops base, so like just the top flag, tops flagship paper. So no chrome, no like kind of separate sets. All I need is the 2017 warm up jacket, super short print, so SSP. So I have all the other ones. I have the sparkle ones. There's two of them that he has. I have like the Snoopy one. That's kind of a popular one. Um, and then uh, there's a few other kind of really cool uh, super short prints. So that's the one that I need still. I, I think I saw it a long time ago um, and uh, haven't seen it since. So that's the one that I need from there. Um, and then, um, I, one of my kind of like focused in, um, kind of themes was looking at 2002, like minor league cards. So there's a, um, there's a upper deck signature collection auto. I have the base and then there's a gold out of 10. And I don't know if I'll ever see that, but, um, that's kind of a, a specific one. And then there's a few years where I'm a little bit closer to like a rainbow than most. So I've been kind of focusing. So um, 2020 Allen and Ginter minis. Um, I just need uh, two more one-on-ones. So the glossy and then the, the Chrome super fractor one-on-one. So those are kind of um, specific ones that I'm looking for um, that, you know, I'll probably still, even if it's, you know, these next couple of months, I'll probably still, um, you know, be willing to pay a good amount and you know probably will be but uh those are kind of the specific ones i'm looking for well maybe somebody out there in youtube land or in the, the podcast <laughs> yeah. universe yeah. has those and and are listening to this or viewing this video and they want to get in touch with you where can people find you if it if they want to connect with you follow along with your collection or maybe they've got one of these cards and they want to reach out where can people find you yeah, so I'm mostly active on on, on Twitter, um, and so that uh, um, McCallacash, which um, is kind of a mouthful, just like my last name, but uh, um, so it's M I C H A L I C A S H. So McCallacash uh, is my Twitter handle, and then of course you can just search my name. That's the most popular one. Um, my uh, trading card database is uh, McCallacash zero eight. Um, and, uh, you know, if you don't remember that I, I am, it will boast a little bit, uh, um, uh, I am the number one Mauer collector on there. So you'll find me if you just go to the Mauer, um, spot, uh, 
Um, I know a few other people that have some pretty nice stuff and probably, you know, a little bit more than me still on Twitter, but in terms of that database, um, I'm right up there at the top, which is kind of fun. But uh, yeah, those two probably the easiest uh, way um, to, to reach me. I don't really go on Facebook. I don't, um, I, I deleted Instagram. So I'm just trying to kind of cut back on, on social media overall. So that Twitter is probably the, the best way to go. And so that would be awesome. Uh, I would, I would love that. Um, and, and kind of would give me a, a chance to maybe look at the next, the next theme. Very cool. I really appreciate you spending a few minutes today. Like I said, I love having these super collector conversations and hear everybody's unique and different approach to the hobby and the things that they're passionate about. So I really appreciate you spending a few minutes with me today, Jason. Yeah, absolutely. Happy to be here. Um, and, uh, like I said, love, love talking about sports and, uh, um, the, the hobby as well. So, um, really, really appreciate it. These super collector conversations are so much fun to have because everybody does it a little bit different. Everybody's got a little bit of a different connection to that player or that team or that sport that they're super collecting. For me personally, I've enjoyed having those super collections of people that are a little more off the beaten path, a little more obscure. I've got Thad Bosley, who was the first baseball card I ever purchased in a pack. I've got Tyrone Nesby, who I met in high school when we were both high school basketball players at the same time. I've got Norman Smiley, who is one of the Attitude Era wrestlers that I had a big connection to, and a a couple other smaller player collections like that that I've had fun going and tracking down the cards from and the guys that I'm picking are a little more obscure they're not super expensive but I'm able to build a huge variety of different cards from those players I only need one of each other people super collect and try to get as many cards as they can find for these players that they're a fan of and they don't care if they have duplicates hundreds of of the same card even there's so many different ways that you can do it but it can be a fun little twist to the hobby especially if you're feeling a little burnout from your current path i hope that's a little bit of an inspiration for you and i hope you've had as much fun listening to these conversations as i've had conducting them that is all i have for you today i'll catch you next time